This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Berry Podcast. It's a good one. We usually have comedians on the show, but not this time. I have singer-songwriter Sharon Van Etten, one of my faves, and a cool person. She's here, and uh, let me do some quick plugs. October 2nd, 3rd, I'll be at the Benson Ball in D.C. Then I start a European tour in Helsinki, Finland. October 16th, go to Stockholm, Amsterdam, Oslo, Dublin, Galway. November, I'm going to to Boston, and then uh, Portland and Tacoma. Check me out on Twitter at Todd Barry. And Feral Audio brings you this podcast as well as many others. Go, so go to feralaudio.com. Here's my talk with Sharon Van Etten. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? You like my, you like my The Clash like coaster? Your, I like your mug. Oh, that's a, that might be Giant's mug <laughs> on a Clash coaster. What a wide, that wide... Says a, says a lot about you. I know, I you just need one of my uh, Celine Dion placemats, <laughs> and uh, you'll show the wide. You'll see the wide range of musical taste that I have. Your explorer hat in the background there. <clears throat> my explorer. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not going to cut out the coughs. I'm not going to cut stuff out. I can't. Can't think about stuff like that. Welcome back, Sharon. Thanks, Todd. Let me explain briefly to the fans at home. Uh, I, pr- I don't know if I need to explain this, but I will because I feel guilty not. We, you were here the other day, and uh, we recorded, and then I listened to it, and it had sort of that, uh, it was like a buzz. There was a buzz. Not the kind of buzz about both of our careers. <laughs> not that good kind of buzz. <laughs> not like buzzworthy buzz, but just shitty buzz. <laughs> so you were nice enough to come back. And fake a new conversation with me. No, it's going to be all new. It'll be fun. I'm over-explaining it. But uh, <laughs> last time you were here, you were going to go to dinner. Where'd, where'd you, you went uh, in the Lower East Side? I love talking about food. Yes, I went to a really great restaurant called Estella. Estella. On Houston. If you're listening, Estella, free <laughs> dinner for me. I go right into trying to get free dinners. Hashtag here. Todd Berry loves food. Hashtag Todd Berry loves food. Free stuff for Todd. <laughs> Have you ever asked for free stuff on the internet? You don't seem like you seem like you'd be too classy to do that. I think from stage one time I asked somebody for a piece of gum. Piece of gum. <laughs> I love that. That's in your memory. Yeah, there was a time I asked a guy for. Uh, Still feel guilty about it. Do you feel? <laughs> well, you should. Uh, you should because. You don't know what the guy's financial situation was, or or gal's financial situation. That could have been like a half of her weekly salary. What if it was her last piece of gum, and she skipped out on a makeout session after the show because she didn't oh, have that kind man. of confidence? Right, and it was the first makeout, not the one where you forgive them for having bad breath, <laughs> which I call the second makeout session. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you eat at the restaurant? <clears throat> Well, let's see. What did we have? Well, we started off with some carpaccio. Oh, that's that raw beef? Yeah. Yeah, count me out. <laughs> not interested. I mean, I'm interested, but I'm oh, not. Oh, it was like it was an aged, dried meat. Oh, so it was like a beef jerky. A little bit, yeah. Very close. <laughs> I'm sure the restaurant would love if I said, hey, what's that? You got that beef jerky thing I heard about? And then they had these amazing cod kind of croquettes, but there were... Little fried and pure, almost pureed fish 
fried, but not like overly fried, like a nice, you, you don't feel as guilty for Not like red lobster fried. No. The no, delicious not, kind not of fried. Not that good, yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> that shrimp platter, my God. It's like one of those things where you're like, oh, who eats there? And you're like, I wouldn't mind eating there. So you had the carpaccio, then the fried cod eggs. We had a couple of, uh, we, had, well, we had many glasses of wine. That was a, a French, a French red from Jarrah, I believe, or Arbois. It was like a light to medium bodied red, funky. Do you do? Wine. Do you get serious about the the pairings? Well, I don't want one to be to take over the other. I don't. I don't have to like do anything crazy, but you know, I wouldn't get like a red, like a red Zinfandel if I'm having like flounder or something. See, I don't even know why you wouldn't do that. Hmm? I believe just, that you it's shouldn't. It's so big. Do that. It'd be, it's just very big. So the wine is so f- like sweet and big and flavorful that something as delicate as a flounder, you wouldn't really taste it. Oh, it, it would overpower the flounder. Yeah. My God. Hmm. <laughs> Nerd alert! Did you see? Did you see the documentary called Psalm? I haven't yet. I know I you need might, to. You might enjoy that. It's on my list. Yeah, I don't. I feel like, uh, yeah, those guys are just like. It doesn't even seem like you enjoy it when you're at that level of like, swirling it and telling which mountain region it's from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to work in a couple wine stores. My first job in New York was at Astor. At Astor Wine, really? Yeah. Oh, I've been there. And I love that place, and I'm still friends with some of the people that work there, but I notice myself changing in ways I didn't feel comfortable with. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, My friend came over to cheer me up one night and brought me over a bottle of Yellowtail, and I was a total snob about it and caught myself and felt like a real asshole. But I was like... I can't drink Yellowtail. I'm upset right now. I can't drink Yellowtail. Like this is ter- this is I a feel first like Yellowtail world Yellowtail might problem. be the perfect uh, upset wine. <laughs> upset. You wine. don't want to like be climbing into the cellar for your. I'm upset. Let's get that nine hundred dollar bottle of wine up. Kind of be like getting the equivalent of getting a bottle of Everclear when you just want to get totally wrecked. Um, do you hear vac? Is there? Are they vacuuming outside? Does it sound like? Yeah, is it, okay. has that never happened before? It does, but the people, the charm of this podcast <laughs> is the bad sound and the total lack of soundproofing. Usually, there's a siren or two. This It'll all real. happen. We're in New York. This is a gritty area of town. I'm not going to reveal where, but man, it is gritty. Yes, it's a war zone out there. Did you? Uh, <laughs> Do you ever meet people? I meet people who come to New York. They just think they're going to get just jumped, like, as they get off the plane. Well, my my little brother is a little afraid of New York, and he lives in Vermont, so I guess I get it. We're, like, little country bumpkin yeah. coming to New York, and they're like, get on a subway? What? I don't. They don't understand subways. Really? Yeah, I guess yeah. in Vermont they don't understand yeah. subways. But there are certain areas in New York that are still pretty... Yeah. Sketch. Sketch, yeah, there are. I, I guess I just don't go to them. Have you been to Parkside on the southeast, southeast corner of Prospect Park? No, what is that? It's like, it's off the um, the B, or no, the Q. And I, I lived there for a minute. And it, it was pretty crazy. It was cool because it was by the park and I had a couple friends over there, but it, it's like off Flatbush. Right. Like on Flatbush. So it's, it's gritty Brooklyn. Gritty. Did you ever get mugged or anything? Not here. Where'd you get mugged? In Vermont. In Tennessee. <laughs> in Montpellier, Vermont, I got <laughs> rolled. No, I've been I've been pretty lucky here. I moved. I lived in Bushwick for a while, and someone got shot in front of my building. And that, really? That was kind of messed up. But in Tennessee, you got mugged. In Tennessee. Oh, that's I right. Got... You lived in Nashville, right? Or was Just it Mad- outside? Yeah, oh. in Murfreesboro. Oh, I did a show there. You did with Dimitri Martin. We both got standing ovations at MTSU or um, the college there. It was a college, yeah. Oh, cool, yeah. I, I went to one year of school there. Really? Mm-hmm. It was weird because uh, I never get standing ovations, but it seemed like they were trained to do it because they kind of just jumped right up. Really? Yeah, and it was like it wasn't that. I think they were like, "Hey, when people come from out of town, show some respect by standing." I didn't know comedians went to Tennessee. Oh yeah, I've been. I've done a lot of shows in Nashville, Memphis, um, I think Murphy. Yeah, Murfreesboro. 
Knoxville? I've done Bonnaroo. Bonnaroo. A couple of times. That's a fun one. That's a fun one, unless you're like me, who's terrified of lightning. I think I'm... Oh, because it's a wide open space. It's a wide open space, and it's... When the storms are bad, it's really bad, and it's... Okay. I get really... That's my one and only fear in life. Everything else... Went- that one one time, but we made the mistake of staying on the grounds. Are you serious? <laughs> my bandmate Doug and uh, my old drummer Ben Lord were like, I think it'd be really fun to uh, camp. Oh my god! And it was the end of our tour, and like we were almost done touring this record, and because we didn't have a bus, like most of the bands playing there, we had a minivan. Yeah, they put us with everybody. Oh, you were just with the... Everybody. <laughs> That's just one of those, like... With the normal people. <laughs> like, unless you film that, there's no reason to do that. Because it's Let's like, par- that... people are partying all night long, like, pissing outside of our tents. Yeah, I think that would be probably the, the least of what they were doing. Lesson learned. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, we're go- we'll camp. We'll go to Camp Sheridan. <laughs> it was the biggest festival I've ever been, like, been to and, like, seen the grounds and been around all those people, like... Some of the bigger festivals that we've played, like at least I kind of, because I get social anxiety, so I'm I'm usually back behind the stage. I don't go out because it's too many people for right. me. I don't get the festival lifestyle. I don't either, especially. I mean, to me, and I, I'm pointing out the obvious thing, but the porta potties. Oh that was those are I call those the deal breakers <laughs> of festivals. <laughs> oh, there's a porta potty. There's gotta be. I can't believe that technology is not advanced. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, unless I'm the first or second person to use it. I, not even by the end of the day, what happens there, I, I would rather urinate in front of somebody than be. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I won't finish that sentence. <laughs> All right, now back to this restaurant you ate at. <laughs> Did you have dessert? Um. Yes, but I can't remember. It was a really amazing savory ice cream. Savory ice cream? It was a savory, salty... Oh, like a salty caramel or something? Kind of. Yeah, oh. I, it wasn't caramel, but it was something similar, and it's I'm completely forgetting. Did you, do you get dessert regret? I get. I always get dessert regret. Luckily, I don't think I've ever really wanted dessert. <laughs> Luckily, in, in, in this restaurant, they, it was mostly small plates, and you're talking, so as you're sharing and talking, there's no portions that are too big where you just feel gross leaving it was a perfect amount actually those but are I two things do. i don't do at dinner share and talk no that's not true <laughs> that's you not true I, I just went for the lag i go there with a book my headphones and four other people and i go uh, i'll be over here when the, when the food arrives <laughs> were you ever a waiter or waitress the one job i got fired from was at ihop you worked at IHOP? Oh, I my God. worked at IHOP in Murfreesboro. Oh, my God. There's IHOPs in New York now, which they, just looks weird. And That's they look weird, strange. too. They're like, they look like dentist offices. There's no shortage of diners in New York. But yeah. someone told me that they like the one on 14th Street. They like it? Yeah. Is it, it, it? I don't even know if, like, hipsters have glommed onto that. I don't, I don't know who. I think it's only tourists that go because it's something familiar <laughs> when they're scared of the city. So you worked at IHOP. I, How I was, long did you work there? Just months. I was so bad. Yeah? I was I was really nice. I just was like Amelia Bedelia serving food. You were just... Um, how many months did you do there? <laughs> Only like two or three. I was also working at a donut place. So I was working the third shift at IHOP from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Oh, you get man. That's the, that's the... Weird crew anyway. And then... And then I would go straight to my donut job, and That's, that was fun. Yeah. That was, I was really good at that. You like the donut job? I love the donut job. Did you make donuts? No, I just sold them and ate them. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you work at a donut shop, do they they know you're going to dip into them? Is there like they an allotment? It. Uh, they do? Okay. Yeah, and at the end of the day, and there's so many left over, and they say, we're just going to throw them out because they make them fresh oh. every morning. I could take boxes home. Yeah. Story. I would but deliver you get, them. You must have gotten donut burnout, though. Well, I did a, a little bit, but I would deliver them to my friends' work. So I would drop them off, and after a while, my friends were like, "You have to stop bringing us donuts. We can't eat these all. Oh, we man. still have the ones you brought from the day before." 
Uh, reminds me of being on the set of Road Trip. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Uh, <laughs> do you? <laughs> so the donut shop you like better? Wow, you really lived it up when you're like donut shop and IHOP simultaneously. I had so many weird jobs, but they're all like service jobs, like a CC's Pizza. Do you know what CC's? No, is? I don't. It's a pizza buffet. <laughs> well, the tips must have been big at the buffet. Um, where else? There was Subway. You worked at Subway? I worked at Subway. Or Stewart's Root Beer Stand in Jersey. Wow. Worked at a health food store and a liquor store. I like that you work so much. Yeah, it was good. I, I like working. Working is fun. And it makes you appreciate... Um, how shitty people are? Well, there's that. Oh, my God. Really? Serv- you've worked service. Yeah, I, I was a waiter... Well, I worked at McDonald's. I worked at a short-lived chain called Wuv's. Where did you work at? Wait, did you work at? You worked at McDonald's. I worked at a McDonald's out of a. I think it's pretty unlikely we worked at the same McDonald's. <laughs> Wait, where? <laughs> Which of the ninety-two thousand McDonald's did you work at? Um, I worked at the Wubs? one in in uh, out in Tamarack, Florida. Tamarack. Outside of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, I worked there three weeks, and I worked at a place called Wuv's, which was like a. Kind of like McDonald's. I worked at Albertsons as a bag boy. Three, I think three weeks is pretty much what I say for every job because that's mm-hmm. except for comedy and substitute teaching. Three weeks. So what other? So you had um, what other weird jobs did you have? Well, I worked at McDonald's. Oh, you did. How long did you work? Uh, well, I worked there for a little while. Uh, it was probably a couple months. But I ended up getting a job at uh, Books a Million and in the in the cafe uh, in a Books a Million. In which one? In, in, in Murfreesboro. Okay, I've been to Books a Million in uh, D.C. Okay, yeah, it was. I mean, it was exactly what I needed at the time because I I had a great job at this cafe called the Red Rose for a while, where I used to, you know, there were shows there and stuff. I got educated a lot in music in my teenage to early twenties, teenage years. How do you say that better? I think no. I understood what you said. Okay, good. I'll fix that <laughs> when I edit this. Okay, I'll, just I'll your punch voice. in the correct word. <laughs> okay, you should have said you that. Do voiceovers too <laughs> for a few weeks. Um, but I, I used to work at this really awesome place that had to close because all the best places close in a small town, um, especially in the South, and they're not very liberal. But it was an all ages venue that used to have rock shows that closed and. Um, I finally, I, that's when I had all those weird jobs. Right. IHOP and uh, CC's and all these weird places. But worked at a cafe at Books a Million until I left. Until so you left Tennessee? Until I left Tennessee and came back up here. What's the last job you had before you rock, started rocking full time? I was working at Bada Bing Records. Oh, that's right. You were like their press person, weren't you? Yeah, I worked up to that. I started being an intern and part time and then just kind of kind of an assistant and then got into PR but I was really not that great at my job but I had fun I had a lot of fun <laughs> Ben Goldberg who runs that label is has a heart of gold yeah he's a good guy I know him yeah he's in the, I once got a house cleaner from him <laughs> and she was it was <laughs> it I don't sounds know. like something he would do it's weird because I, I remember writing to him for some reason like I don't know him that well at all but for some reason I go this guy seemed like he would know about it. Maybe he mentioned it in conversation. Well, he loved her. I remember, like, any time it would come up, we're like, oh, you have to use her. She was, but she was, it was, yeah, she was so nice. Like, she wouldn't take tips from me. And, like, I go, you, come on, your price is too low. Just let and, But then she got out of the business, though. I think. She saved all your tips? I don't know what happened. <laughs> she did. She's like, man, I should have. I, I cut her a check for $4,000. No, I didn't. <laughs> but I don't know. She disappeared. I don't remember what happened to her, but she was nice. What was her name? Her name was Joan. Joan. <laughs> There's a private detective listening. He's like, I'll find her. <laughs> I'll find her. <laughs> don't worry. I got this, Todd. Just get me a couple of tickets to your show. <laughs> I'll find your old house cleaner. Do you... um? I wasn't going to ask you. I want to hear that podcast, by the way, when that detective comes <laughs> forward. <laughs> I t- I'm going to go ahead and say I don't have any private investigator listeners. They don't seem like comedy nerds. And they don't seem like they're under, like, 70. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that job exists, private investigator. I've never, I've never hired one. So do you cook yourself? 
I do. What do you cook? Well, the last thing I cooked was, um, well, I, I learned how to cook donuts. I, <laughs> I baked donuts. <laughs> that is the quickest I've ever come back to a subject after leaving a subject. I didn't even mean to. No, I was, it's all I was right. thinking I made muffins. I made oatmeal lace cookies. I prefer baking to cooking. Oatmeal laced cookies? It's like the kind that are so thin that they're really delicate. Oh. You know? I like oatmeal cookies without raisins. I think yes. raisins fuck up the oatmeal cookie. Unless it's soft, you know, like you, you got to go for a crunchy one and then you have the. Yeah. Well, the soft is good too. Yeah, I like soft, warm. Yes, we're talking about oatmeal cookies. <laughs> if you just tuned in. <laughs> just tuned in. <laughs> we have uh, talked about donuts and uh, salted cod. Or fried cod. So you, do you do you cook dinner? Like, do you eat out a lot in New York? I do eat out a lot, but I I like cooking. I make. I only have a few dishes that I know how to make without a recipe. And the last thing I cooked was lemon chicken. Oh man! It's my dad's recipe. My dad's oh my special God. dinner that I grew up eating. I had some in uh, Las Vegas. That was really good. Oh yeah. Some that place. It's that place. I don't know if you say it. Rayos. Rayos. There's one in Harlem that has like four tables, oh, and it's really hard to get into. What is it? It's an Italian restaurant. But okay. then there's one in Vegas that has like ten thousand tables. How do you spell it? R A O apostrophe S. Rouse? I don't know. I'll have a private detective uh, <laughs> look that up for me and call the restaurant and get the exact uh, pronunciation. How many tables do you have exactly? <laughs> Um, but that lemon chicken is good. Okay. Oh my God. Awesome. So you should have come over with some lemon chicken and those oatmeal cookies. Well, now I know what you like. I don't know if you're vegetarian. You're the only guest to not bring me dinner. I just made that up. (laughs) I just made that up. I have a muffin in my bag that I've been picking at. Really? You want something? Muffins are one of those uh, things that I think the news broke that they're not good for you. This tastes healthy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I was in a coffee shop recently. I go, which is your healthiest muffin? And they're like, this one has the least sugar. And I ate it. It's like, oh, this is a cupcake. <laughs> it says plenty of sugar. <laughs> and thank you for the recommendation because I'm enjoying every every bite of this. What muffins are missing are icing. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen. Someone will, someone will ruin the nutritional value of muffins by icing them. <laughs> Someone will, it'll be like the, you know, when they started putting cheese in the pizza crust. What time do you wake up in the morning? (laughs) Today I got up at nine. Nine. But sometimes I get up at noon. Nine or noon? Yeah. It's because you're touring out. You get yellow. Yeah, I don't have a normal schedule, so it just depends on what I have to do. But I've been liking getting that. That like nine is new for me. But I'm trying to get up earlier to experience more of the day while I'm home. It does feel. It does feel good to. I mean, even though I don't like waking up early, the times that I have to or do, and then you kind of like walk around. You're like, oh man. Some neighborhoods, you're like, I'm the only one on the street. Oh, it's so much more mellow most neighborhoods All when it's early. Deadbeats are asleep, and I'm up and at them, ready to. <laughs> Write pages and pages of great material. Some things really surprise me, like how many people commute on the train. I forget about, you know, normal work hours. Or, yeah. And then you get on the train and it's so packed. Like, I have to wait a few trains before I get in because it's just, it's, you're touching everybody. Whenever I have to talk ride the subway during uh, rush hour, when it's that real tense kind of thing, I go, man, there's people who do this every day. I'm doing it because I have a dentist appointment. I know. I'm like, what, do I need to hot box the subway car to get a little more space? <laughs> to hot box? I don't know. Is that a thing? You might have to explain that one to me. <laughs> People. Oh, my God. You're turning you're turning podcast red. I'm going to call this call. Podcast red. Well, I, I wouldn't do this, but I've thought about it in my mind. I'm afraid I'm not going to want to hear this answer, but go ahead. Like you're really, you're just so close, and people have no concept of space. And every stop, you're bumping into people where you just, you just kind of let one rip. <laughs> I had a feeling that's where we were headed. And then you get, and then everyone kind of just gives you more space, you know. But I, I, I'm about to give you more space for just talking about. <laughs> well, I've also thought that, like, I used to do this a similar thing, not as disgusting, when I would go to cl- like 
bars because I I like going out alone just to think and write and and then you know if it happens to be later at night and that's when people tend to want to talk to you more yeah I would just go out and not brush my teeth <laughs> so if people started talking to me I would just breathe really heavy in their face between that and the hot box I would choose the <laughs> you're going to do one of those things to me, I would say, you can just not brush. Am I doing that right now? I love that you have all these awful <laughs> techniques of uh, <laughs> ways of disgusting people rather than just not, not being around. Wow. Do you, go out, do you go out alone still? I do, yeah. I like going for walks, going to a cafe and just chilling out. Yeah, I do that too. I do that too. Do you read? Do you write? Do you like watching people? Uh, creepily i go there either you know with the intention of writing with the intention of reading sometimes i just i feel bad but i kind of just dick around on my phone for a while that's I, reading i guess it's reading when you have the kindle app <laughs> and you're uh rereading some aristotle on your kindle app on your phone <laughs> and i guess that counts as reading wow i sounded intelligent there <laughs> well do you go out to dinner by yourself Sometimes, yeah, but I that that I feel that's only when I'm in a rush. When I'm like, I don't want to have a conversation. I don't even want to go to the grocery store. Yeah, I don't really want to think about it. I don't really want to be engaging, and I just <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to entertain anybody. I'm like, I want to eat, and then I'm gonna go about my business. But I I don't go out to eat to slow down if I'm by myself. Oh, it's quick. Yeah, it's quick. Because I feel guilty when I'm, you know, like I could do, like I could go to the grocery store, get something simple, save money, and just do that. I don't know. That. Is it much cheaper? I guess it is. Well, depending. If you're making like a really intense meal, I mean, that's something to be shared. Yeah. But peanut butter jelly sandwich, a taco. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice quickie. The taco's quick. Yeah. Do you know, that's really another great that's going to be one of those quotes that people are going to be talking about the taco is good it's really quick so sound bites so sound bite is the word I was looking for <laughs> sound bite is where's your favorite taco oh wow we're getting into this um what's good there's that place that's on Elizabeth Street called Tacombe yes that's good I like the atmosphere there and the micheladas there are great if you're into that. Just had some good tacos in San Francisco in the Mission, but of course, that's a cliche to say right. that that's where the good food is. Mm -hmm. um, where else is there good ones? There's that... Uh... Have you been to Syndicato? Where's that? It's by McCarran Park, but uh, closer to Greenpoint. No. I don't go to Brooklyn for tacos. <laughs> Blanket statement. <laughs> just, uh... Do you go to Brooklyn? I do go to Brooklyn. Other than the Bell House? I do go to Brooklyn sometimes. I like okay. Brooklyn. What's your neighborhood there? What's my neighbor? What's my neighborhood of choice? I actually weirdly, not weirdly, but as much as people make fun of Williamsburg, and rightfully so, <laughs> I do like it there. Yeah, it's pretty intense. I've now, almost though. thought about living there. It's so, <coughs> it's cheaper in Manhattan than Williamsburg right now. Is it really? Yeah. How do those, how do those people afford it? I meant hipsters. I know those guys with no jobs. Well, people I know that live there have lived there a really long time, but I, I know people that have just moved there also, and it's outrageous. I know they have jobs. That was a dumb thing I just said. You're a hipster, and I I just said you didn't have a job. I don't know where I, that I got that from. Some don't. <laughs> My friend got outbid on an apartment because someone walked in with a suitcase full of cash. Are you serious? That shit happens. That's like that... Uh... <laughs> See that movie Bugsy, that Warren Beatty movie? <laughs> yeah. Did you see he drives up to some guy's house and just walks and he goes, I'm buying your house. And he hands him a stack of cash. Well, if you can do that, good. Briefcase like, full lucky of cash? you, a briefcase full of cash. Europeans, I think, are... Was it to buy an apartment? It was to buy an apartment. Uh, do you ever watch Million Dollar Listing on, the, on TV? No. They're, they have all these people who are like, yeah, I have a client, this is a cash-only deal, and like he lives in uh, Dubai... He's not even going to look at the place. So I'm going to like, and it's all cash, and it's eighty-three million dollars. And these people buy these things without even looking at them. That's so scary. I know. To me, I don't know. Do you think you'll live in New York forever, or do you want to? 
I don't know. I'm, I think about the country a lot of the time, and then I go and visit, and it's beautiful, and I miss it. And as much as I travel, I haven't been to a city that I love as much as New York. And I don't know how much longer I can afford it, which is a bummer, but I, I want to stay here as long as I can. You're doing all right, though. I'm doing all right. You sell a lot of tickets. I sell tickets. I do all right. I have, but... your, uh, <laughs> I have your settlement sheets here. <laughs> but, you know, it's not just like there's a lot of people. At, or, I know. you got to pay people. Yeah, and it's 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 complicated. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny if I just get No, you are a multimillionaire. You know it. <laughs> you know it. I mean, I can live in New York. Yeah, which I is mean, nice. That's that's more than most people so yeah i think about that country thing and it, it seems like oh it's a nice little community of artistic people but it's like it just seems boring i would just if, stuck but in it, a house yeah but like you'd have to move there and be like i'm moving there to have the quiet to read and write more yeah. to cook more and have more of a home life it's not i'm gonna move to the country close to the downtown and pretend like that's as cool as new york i mean i visited upstate with some friends with the you know the idea of maybe let's go in on a house together build a studio have a place to work but it's not that hard to find here too that's like the same as saying let's end our friendship <laughs> want to go into business <laughs> yeah. together you want to buy a house together <laughs> yes, i think that's a good way to uh end up uh, hating each other yeah that's taken so you thought about level. it i thought about it just because it's i can't afford anything here but it would be nice to have have a home that you own. Where have day. you recorded most of your albums? In New York? Your last one you did, right? The f yeah, the first two were in Philly. Okay. And then the second two were in New York. Well, actually, Jersey. My bad. The last <laughs> one was in mostly in New Jersey, partially in New York. I can't believe you just you just did a bad. My bad. <laughs> Are you um, going to edit that? No, no, no. I know where I am. <laughs> the, uh... The, um, have you ever, like, does the idea of, like, going to Barbados or something to record, is that is that appealing? I, I would like to, like, it's nice to not be home. Like, I, so the last <coughs> time we worked on, the, on this, this last record, I didn't even say anything just there, but the, on, last the last, on the last record, it was nice to go to work. And I think I, I bumped into you on you my did. way sometimes. Coffee shop, yes. And I would, it would just be kind of commuter hours, just a couple hours later, you know, be like, I'd leave around 10 or 11. Yeah. And I would come back around, you know, it would be later, like, but we worked basically till 10 o'clock at night, most nights. And it felt really normal, you know, it was nice to feel like I was going to work, but it was, I could see the that it's nice to go somewhere really mellow and not have to get on a train and yeah. not have to... You know, it's more of like one month, this moment in time, you're all relaxed, you're kind of on vacation, you can step outside instead of having a cigarette, you go to the beach. You, you know, it's like you're more in the center of it. I just wouldn't want to be distracted. Yeah, that's what I wonder, like whether it's better to be like completely isolated when you're making an album or to be, to have like the option of like, oh, we can go to this cool bar when we're tired of working. Yeah. But I guess you can have both, right? I think you can have both. How do you like to work normally? Uh, I, well, I, I don't like to work. As, <laughs> as everyone predicted, I was about to say. I, um, I, I'm not disciplined. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm kind of scattered and then it kind of comes together. If, if, if it ends up coming together, it's just kind of, it's messy and then it just happens. Yeah. I don't like, I, you know, I wish I was like every day, 10 a.m., I listen to the sets from the night before. Then I go to the right for three hours. I don't, I don't, I try to do that, but right. I, I don't. Yeah. Well, like, like, is there somebody telling you, like, within this year, you should have like a no, CD out or no, something? No, that's the, like, that's the, sorry, the beauty CD. and the <laughs> opposite of the beauty, the ugly of, of what I do is because, like, I mean, there's, if I wanted to, do, I could probably not write a joke for the rest of my life. And right. people, nah, maybe not. Not at my level. I couldn't get away with that. Anyway, I was kind of half joking. What <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, there are comedians I know who, you see who, like, wow, you've been doing that one a while. 
but that's the thing like you know, like it's the opposite for comedy because the people want it to be new 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 right whereas sometimes i you know you see go to concerts and they go here we're doing a new one and you they're like oh, okay yeah they want to hear the hits Right. I know, but it's like they also fine-tuning things, even, you know, redoing them. I mean, you, you know, how many times have you heard a song in, like, different... Yeah. Do you throw your band curveballs on stage? Sometimes. Um, and then I'll have to do them alone if they don't know it. <laughs> but I'll try to hear, if I hear a random song that I'm like, I might remember that, then I'll do it. If Even if they don't remember the song, I'll do it solo. Because... My the earlier stuff was solo. It wasn't a band. I oh, really? Epic know. was was solo. Um, well, they started solo, but like the first one was pretty much solo. I was still playing solo when I recorded Epic, and that was the first time I like brought people into the. I realize I made a mistake by calling that your first record. I apologize. Oh, it's okay. I. <laughs> it's not going to be like that. One of those people, like, oh, this guy didn't do any. Well, of the first work. one is, you know, I'm really proud of it, but it's just not as well known, you know, super folky, weird record. <laughs> do you go see a lot of shows? I should see more, but um, I mean, I went, I went to see three shows this month, which is not bad for just being off the road. <laughs> yeah. What would you say? I saw his Golden Messenger. And I saw uh, Sylvan Esso. I don't know who that is. Sylvan Esso is a really fun duo, like upbeat, kind of dancey, but um, it's beats and, and simple progressions. But the singer, is she's got a great voice, and it's just really optimistic music. Oh, optimistic? But like dancey and like cool beats. Right. And my friend... Nick does the beats. He used to play with my friend's band, Megaphon. He's a North. Oh, I know Megaphon. He's a he's like a North Carolina. I think I've kid. done shows with Megaphon. I love those guys. The big beard dudes. Yeah. From North Carolina, right? Yeah, and one of the guys plays bass with That's me right. now. Brad That's right. Cook. I, I I said hi to him last time. He's a good. They're they're all beautiful people. I love those people, that crew. That's good. Then you have you're surrounded by beautiful people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you have a lot of friends who aren't musicians? I do. Um, my I just saw my friend Sarah, who had a baby, who was a baker when we used to be roommates and housemates, she called it. And um, But she was a baker. She worked at Sweetwater for a while and then at Bakery in Williamsburg. Oh, I like and, Sweetwater. And Reynard's, which is a great restaurant again, and the White Hotel. Um, <laughs> and then she worked at Glossary. <laughs> And my friend Maisha worked for a nonprofit inner exchange company for like people to work in from one country into another. That's cool. It's good to have a variety of friends. I think ninety nine percent of my friends are comedians though. Yeah. Maybe ninety well, percent. But that's who Really? I, well I think so. I, it, I, Are they your real friends, though? <laughs> well, it's, you sort of don't. I don't know. I feel like I don't know what they do during the day, and I, I don't. I don't know. I don't do a lot of like socializing beyond going to these clubs and hanging out there. Yeah. There's, I mean, I know some people go to movies and stuff. <laughs> you do. But I, I never get invited. No, no one likes me. Yeah. yeah. That's not true. You just don't go. <laughs> I just go. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to go to a midnight movie. <laughs> but yeah, your schedule must be crazy too with the comedy lifestyle. I mean, that's uh, what time do you get out of work? Uh, <laughs> well, I punch out. <laughs> I punch out at 5 p.m. sharp, but I tend to stick around. No, uh, it depends. Something like tonight, I'm going on at midnight. That's crazy. Yeah, but it's it's also like I'm going to be doing a 15 minute set, so it's yeah. not like. But do you, so do you, do you like, cause you don't have to sound check or anything, right? Like what no, do you not do before? Like, like what do you do before? I sound check anyway. No, I, I will sound <laughs> check, check if check. I'm, uh, like if I'm going, like I'll be at the comedy cellar tonight where, you know, there's no need to sound check cause it's all, they're ready to go there. Yeah. But if I like doing a headlining show somewhere, right. cause sometimes you think, oh, I don't need to sound check. I'm just talking. And there's times where like. 
Monitors suck. Where the monitors or or just this you know some shitty rumbling sound that, yeah. that or or they don't even have anything set up yet and you kind of have to tell yeah. them and you just like and people really it's that like <coughs> take for granted just being able to hear yourself and not be distracted yeah i mean because i'm a, especially me because i'm really quiet and it there's it makes me sad when i do a show and people like yeah we couldn't hear you in the back oh my gosh that's so, terrible yeah so now i've been gotten very good at saying right when i get in there i'm very quiet Sound guy. I'm very quiet. That's all you need to know about me. But usually, like, if I do, like, a music venue, they're they're pretty well-equipped to right. make, make you loud. Yeah. But I've also done shows where they the sound is is bad. Like, I've done shows with bands where they have oh, to walk off. Shitty rock clubs. Yeah, where rock, it's like, how do you, all I do is talk and you couldn't handle this? It's so bad. If you can't get enough volume out of a mic, you're screwed. Do you, um, it seems like when I watch bands... Seems like the monitors. I don't think I've ever seen a musician not request something changed in their mind. Well, Why? What's the deal with monitors? Well, I used to not need it when I was solo. Yeah. Because it's just me and the, the guitar, and I, I just play how I normally play in my house. Mm-hmm. But what people don't think about is the amps on stage get so loud that when they when someone's playing rock guitar, like I won't be able to hear my voice. Anymore. Right. And you can't hear it in the house because the people eat up all the sound, and the speakers are only going out. You can't hear it from the stage. Right. So then you have to get your vocal in the monitor in front of you, so you can just hear your voice because they're so fucking loud. Right. <laughs> but the same, like I'm standing in front of the drum kit, you know, which they can't turn down because it's the drums. Right, and, and the not... way drummers are, they don't. They don't have volume, right. you know, controls on there. So then I have to ask for a little bit. You know, usually I ask just for vocal. But then some stages, too, are so wide, you know, like festivals and stuff, yeah. that when the band is really spread out, I can't hear my singer, you know. So then I'll have to ask for her voice. Right. So I can sing with her. Yeah, it just seems like a lot of times I, I go... Why did they not figure this out like before the shows? But I guess. But then the sound changes too. Oh, okay. So like That's true. when you're testing it without the audience there, you're hearing it more in the house. But as soon as the people come, they absorb a lot of the sound. Yeah, that's true. And it changes the tuning of the room somehow too, which I know nothing about. <laughs> See, I never knew till recently that guitars. I think they go out of tune like pretty quickly like that's because i always saw a guy coming out and like tune the guitar at the last second mm-hmm. i'm like what you're yeah. just tuning the guitar now <laughs> and then someone explained something that i already forgot yeah well it just depends on how you play it too like i i use a capo a lot yeah you know? and you have to, i have to change it all the time i don't know what a capo does but i would think it looks cool when the guitarist <laughs> adds one to the guitar it's like it looks like a clamp that yeah. you put on the guitar, and it changes the key of the song. Oh, so you man. can play chords normally without doing bar chords. So I can focus on singing, but still play chords. Oh, I didn't. But it goes out of tune because you're bending the strings by putting it on, and I have to keep moving the capo when I change the song. Really fun stuff. <laughs> you need a capo roadie. <laughs> do you have a crew? How many do you have a crew that travels like a road? Do you have a... No, well, I have a tour manager that also does sound oh, that's and then good. i my i have a new addition to our group though so we're five people in the band including me and then the tour manager and sound guy that's six people in the van and i just brought on this girl Lindsay who's selling merch oh. for me which i'm really excited about there's definitely an art to selling merch i think she's so good she's a natural and this is the first tour that she was on this last u.s tour with us and she loved it so much that she wanted to be full-time so okay let's try it out that's does she work on commission or does she i give her i pay her weekly yeah i wish i could pay her more but she's thrilled yeah (laughs) so that's cool i'll take care of her yeah i bet I, i feel like you would be good to work for I'm 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 okay. Can I have her job? <laughs> Do you like selling merch? I uh, I like the. Uh, I mean, last time I I just went to California. I didn't bring anything with me. I was like, oh, it's pretty nice to not bring stuff. But then when you sell stuff and it's just like, oh my god, you just walk home with like little extra mad money. I guess they call it. <laughs> it's pretty nice. 
Yeah. Do you um, do you find that I've always found I don't know if it's the same with bands, but like the thing where you uh, show's packed out, you sell like three things, then the show's got forty people and twenty people buy something. There are diehard fans that come to this, you know, like the weird shows, like the the smaller towns. I think they're really diehard fans, you know, because it's also like the towns you don't normally go to. Right. And then also. Like if you're in a, if it's like a bigger show, people don't feel like waiting in line. Um, but festivals, I don't sell anything. Does well, anybody also, buy anything? Because then you have to walk around right, with well, it, right? Also, yeah, you have to walk around. And also, they're like, I've done festivals. Like, well, can I just sell them like from the stage after? Like, no, we have the official merch booth. It's uh, three and a half miles from your stage. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure someone's gonna trek over there yeah. to buy my CD. We have. Do you have a golf? Car <laughs> minivan where we can give people a ride. Yeah, yeah, that's um, it's fucking bullshit, man. <laughs> I'm living. I'm gonna knock my microphone off the stand here. I know. I have to. I fly to San Francisco to do the Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Fest. Uh huh. And it's weird flying to a show for a change because you have to bring everything with you on the plane. Yeah. You know, but it's just for one show, so it's like a little weird. So. I'm going to be bringing like 10, 20 records with me, but for like a huge festival that I won't sell, probably ever, two. The best thing, what I like to do, and I did this in uh, my le- recent Midwest tour, which included three stops in the Dakotas. Nice. You ship, I had some posters made, you have it shipped to the first hotel you're staying at. And then you're all set and you come home, ideally with none of them. <laughs> Oh, then you buy that house in the country. <laughs> do you, when you book a tour, do you tell your agent, like, just put me out there? Or do you go, I've always wanted to go here? Well, it depends. Like, you know, you kind of have to plot out. First is, like, the major cities you hit right away. Yeah. And then there's, like, the second, secondary markets. Secondary yeah. markets. But then you're like, okay, well, we have a day off to get from Georgia to to Austin. Do we want to stop in New Orleans for an hour? Or, you know, like usually there's not enough time. But if I hear things along the way, I'll send it to my booking agent and say, for future, let's let's consider this next time. Like we played in uh, Fargo. I just did Fargo. That was my last time. I love Fargo. I love Fargo. Fargo. I've, I've done two shows there and they've both been really that great. That was really fun. You, I think we played the same place. First time I played there was the Aquarium. Yes. I think you played there as well. Yes. Yeah. That was really fun. Everyone there was so nice. Um, but, yeah, I just, we were coming, and it was like a really eventful drive, too, because we were driving from Canada, and our car had broken down. We had to get it fixed, so then we were running a little late, and then they stopped us at the border, had us pull over and searched our car. So then that added more time, and like I just love that we were like, busting our asses to play this show in Fargo and it was so rock and roll you know it was yeah. literally we're gonna like they had to delay the show an hour oh because you were detained a little mm-hmm. bit and then we get there and it was like they call it, you know the throw and go set where you literally roll up put your stuff on stage and just play so we had to like play it pretty fast but it was really fun yeah that that, they, that does sound fun sometimes I've done that where you, the plane is late Mm-hmm. And you, you basically jump off stage and go, I just want to go to the bathroom. Then I go on. Yeah. And it's, I think there's, as stressful as it is getting to the show, it's actually, you can do fun shows that way. Yeah, it's exciting. It's. You know. That's why I'm late to all my shows. <laughs> I get, I'm the opposite, man. I get to places way too early. Yeah? Are you pretty, you're pretty prompt, right? I, I feel like I'm early or late, but never on time. Ooh. I don't know why. I think I, I'm just really bad at timing. <laughs> well, on time, I think. I think early is on time. That's what the Japanese say. <laughs> do they? Have you played in Japan? <laughs> yeah, I got to do one tour solo there, and I remember being on time, <coughs> and they were like, being on time is late. Being early is on time. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty organized, huh? It's so organized. Everything was under control. I was never worried about that. I heard that's the best place to tour. Well, you really don't have to think of anything. I think as long as you like fish, uh-huh. 
it's really not stressful other than like just normal loss in translation feeling isolated language wise I met some amazing people and my hosts were really sweet and it's just hard to do that by yourself I'll be bringing my band next time we're going next year. Oh, you are? Mm -hmm. Oh. Can I I sell your merch in Japan? Yeah, sure. I'll do it for, I'll do it for free. I just want a business class. Flight? Flight. um, Where you can fully recline your seat. Yeah, full on. (laughs) Full on, full on sleep. It's a long flight. It's a crazy flight. I've never been to Japan, but I've been to Australia, which is, I think, got to be longer, right? Yeah, we're stopping on our way to Australia. So that'll be like Oh, that's nice. It's good routing, as they say in the business. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Whoever booked that knows what they're doing. Yes. Wow, that's fun. Yeah. Do you like Australia? I love Australia. Yeah, I only got to go one time so far, but we're excited to go back. Oh, it's so man. beautiful. It does feel like a whole other universe. I'll tell you there. a good coffee shop in Melbourne, but I won't do it right now. There's tons of them. Yeah, they're opening. They've opened a bunch of Australian cafes here. I now. know that. I... There's the there's one in the West Village called Blue something Blue Stone. Yeah, that's supposed to be really great. Blue Lane, Blue Stone. I don't know that one. But it's supposedly it's new and it's supposed to be great. Yeah, well, the, the Australians are very uh, they're very happy about their coffee. Brecky. They're brecky, <laughs> and they're very proud of their coffee. We should talk about this Letterman appearance. I know we talked about it on the broken episode of the show. <laughs> broken. <laughs> on the unheard fuzz. I should release that. Is it D-side? Like, yeah. Here's, here's a, you want to hear static for an hour. <laughs> Great conversation with, on a bed of static. But I was telling you that um, how jealous I was because you got, you got double censored. Huh? <laughs> Did you ever watch that clip? I didn't. I yeah. don't like watching myself. No? I Yeah, I watch myself like once now. I used to be like enamored. I'd watch it five times. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh, God, is that, oh. It's like I actually look awkward. I actually. You didn't look awkward. <laughs> I mean, well, other I, people give you the straight scoop. I think you're, like, yeah. the pe- like all the stuff you worry about, no one knows yeah. for the most part. Like, I'm really happy with, you know, I, I felt pretty lucky that I, got asked to do that and and i'm proud of my band and i like that song i wrote or whatever but i wasn't really proud of my performance oh really any of that so i didn't want to watch it (laughs) i literally i cried right before i went on (laughs) and i never i like never do that well it's kind of a stressful uh the whole thing's pretty much yeah it's like you kind of forget that we have to remind yourself well i'm just doing a doing one little i mean i do an hour now yeah doing four minutes yeah this is happens so to much, be aired there's so much, there's so much eyes on it and, yeah you know, more he, pressure he's watching it. dave's watching you was he i don't know if i'm he sure was. he's watching i thought he was watching yeah he's often they put they blacken him out but he's yeah a, he's a, i don't know he doesn't like leave when the band's running. right i think he likes musicians yeah he just doesn't like talking to anybody no he doesn't talk to you at all i've only talked to him when uh for the most part, when they brought me to sit with them because they have forty seconds to kill, Aww. so they go, let's walk it. You walk. That's you. nice. No, I've, I I grew up watching him. You know, yeah. like the top ten was like a family favorite growing up. So like it was an honor to play his show. Yeah. I just felt I didn't, I couldn't hear my voice during the whole song, so I was a little stressed. Oh out. really? Yeah. But there was that line where you talk about. Uh, we don't have to talk about this very much. <laughs> Speak, but you did already. Shitting bring. in somebody's yeah, bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's easier to talk about since you already talked about you defined hot box in the <laughs> subway car earlier. You so never heard of, the term hot box before. I've heard um, <laughs> I've heard it. Uh, what a Dutch oven! I've heard. Oh, <laughs> which I think is the same. My the same mom. Hot box concept. My mom was shocked when I knew what that meant. What Dutch oven? Meant? <laughs> I asked her if my dad ever did that to her, and she got so embarrassed. She's like, no, never. That's like I like the one thing I'm almost sexist about is that I, when women talk about that kind of thing, I go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nah, nah, you shouldn't do that. I, mean, I don't even like when men do it, but it's just when women do it, I just, I don't. Uh, it's not proper. But I, I, 
the same time, I guess I did bring it up this time. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that anymore. Um, but it did look good, and you sounded good. Thanks. Yeah, no, it, it was totally cool. It's cool to see someone, you know, on TV. Do you, um, hmm, what else do I have here? I made this great, great list of questions and <laughs> Twitter. I think uh, I, that's how I actually found out about you. I think you're maybe the only musician I've ever found out about on Twitter. And we had a conversation on Twitter. Did we? Yeah. What was, I uh, was about, uh, I forgot what it was about. I was at a show and I think I saw Oh, you me. saw me. Yeah. It was at Nick Lowe show. Yes. And you saw me. Because I, I was obsessed with The Convincer at the time, the yeah. record, and I love that record so much. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, and then I remember that show, I, I shouted out a request. What did you, oh, from The Convincer? <laughs> I wanted him to play Home Wrecker. Oh, that's a good he, song. And he had already played like a couple songs off that record, and he was like, but I'm not, he's like, but I have so many other songs I'm going to play that I've planned out or something. I was like, <laughs> right, like anybody that's playing a show has a plan. You know, I just was a little overconfident that night, but I I didn't say hi to you. But also he's a friendly guy, so he he's not going to yeah. yell at you probably. Oh, no, he wasn't really yelling at me, but he said something after he heard me yell at I can't know. picture you yelling a request. That's interesting. I would never do that. I don't know why I did that. But I saw you there that night, and we we just had a Twitter conversation about it. Yeah, yeah, because something you know sometimes you know bands follow me, and I don't really for some reason. Occasionally, I'll just click on find out about more of my followers. I'll do research on them, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this sounds good," and I got it, and I was like, "Oh, this is really good." So I didn't block you. <laughs> Thanks. I didn't block you. I got blocked all the other bands. Did um. Do you like do you like Twitter? I do, I do. I I wish I could read it all the time. Like I wish I had more time to read everything that people post. But I just check in here and there and see what's like, going on. You're in probably the world. Uh, better off. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so much there's so much out there. I can't keep up. You don't get like hate stuff, do you? Occasionally. Like I just posted the the whole Emma Watson thing with her speaking out about feminism at the UN uh-huh. and and <laughs> people that just wrote these terrible comments about their thoughts on what feminism is supposed to be and and saying that I'm not doing women any favors <laughs> by posting stuff like that. Was that a guy who wrote that too? Yeah, mostly men. Mostly men that like think that feminism isn't about equality at all. Oh, really? <laughs> People that just aren't educated, I don't think. Well, I'm an enlightened guy. You are. So that's why I rarely write comments like that. No, I didn't. Yeah. The, um, well, yeah. that's... Uh, you got to be careful what you put out there, though. You know, it's, it's, it gets tricky when... You know, if you're a comedian or if you're a musician and that's how people know you, and then you're like, oh, you have opinions, too. Oh, you care about certain yeah. things, issues. I don't want to not, you know, because it's also personal. It's like I, this is part of who I am and it's what I do as well. I'm, I would want people to know about what I'm like if you're going to like my music. I mean, I hope there's not mis- any misogynists that are fans, and if so, I'm weeding them out by posting feminists. <laughs> I do notice that some people say, you know, like, you'll, you'll see people post like, if you're, you know, it'll be like a liberal musician. If you beat up gay people, unfollow me. It's like no one who listens to your <laughs> your album is doing that. Or following you and then going to stop doing that it if they so do that. Weird. No one's going, hey, all right, this this actor told me to stop beating people up. Well, why don't you take it a step? Anyone that beats anybody up, right. why would it be just gay people? Right. That's how I come out against beating anyone up. Yes, here, here. <laughs> to the bullies. <laughs> hey, people who, even boxers, I think, shouldn't be. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Um, Wow. So when you go, you're going out on the road, you're going to San Francisco, then you... then And then we go to Toronto, and we drive all the way down south, across the Texas. So all of October is the U.S., and then November, December is Europe area. Europe area? <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> you know the, the whole Europe I'll area? I'll be in the Europe area. It's weird, because it's like, 
it's England and Scandinavia and like Italy and Spain and Portugal and Holland and I think Germany. So it's kind of scattered. Yeah. What do you call that? Sounds like Europe, right? The area. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I don't think you named. But is Scandinavia still Europe? Oh God, I'm going there in two weeks. Where? I assume it's Europe. Where? Because I've been posting my dates as European tour, and no one's been correcting me. <laughs> Get their red font out. I did have one uh, thing. I use this program. I think it might be the same program you used to post your tour dates. And for some reason, that when I put in Dublin, it kept going up UK. And uh, some guy wrote to me. I go, uh, and I was like, "What are you talking about? I know that Dublin's not in the UK." And then I saw that my little program had posted that. Boy, I was embarrassed. <laughs> but it's one of those things where, like, no, I know the difference. It's this little glitchy thing in this computer program. Yeah, try hand entering in all your dates. You know, that's hard. Do you do that yourself? This is the first year I haven't. Yeah. And it's it's very it's it's hard to keep up. And then there are even dates that people enter in on other things that aren't. You know. Yeah, I've had that. Yeah, where you're like, I've had that where there's like a show where I'm doing like five minutes or ten minutes, and they're like, hey, he's appearing. And I'm like, don't, yet, uh, we don't need to advertise. <laughs> makes it look like I'm headlining. Like, they're gonna be really disappointed when I only do that ten minutes. Mm. What do you um? excited about touring or is it a it's just a mixed bag because yeah. i i just got used to being home again and now we're going to be gone for a few months so it's you know it's the longest i've had this month off uh-huh. since we i started traveling in march i haven't had more than a week or two off so now i won't have another long stretch off until january it'll only be like a week wow a week or two until january that i'm here so that's what I miss. I miss being able to eat out if I want to, being on my own schedule, doing normal stuff. But then when it comes to, you know, once I'm on the road, I'm fine. But it's the, yeah, I know. It's the anticipation, thinking about it, and all the stress and the packing. Packing, I'm doing that when, after I leave. Do you here. have a checklist? <laughs> I should by now, but I don't. Yeah, I have a checklist. And it, it definitely helps. Print it out. Cross, put it on your counter or your table. <laughs> and as you load something in, you cross it off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I put a little number next to it, like how many pairs of socks for this trip. But like when you like three weeks is just a weird amount of time to pack for, and you're going through all these different like weather climate areas, you know, from like Toronto to Texas is like. I only can have one bag, like, bag with me for three weeks. Do you have a laundry day on the road? I mean, there's not one planned in, then you just have to find the time to do it, but there's rarely ever time. I mean, when you got to drive five hours a day and then, I mean, be on your day off. But sometimes those, most of the time that's usually a drive day. I just... I just buy underwear and throw leave it in the hotel rooms sometimes. That's, my mom taught me that trick. Buy underwear and leave it. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have time to do laundry, then it's easier to just buy underwear and then throw it away. And then right. you just wear smelly clothes, but at least you have clean underwear. I, th- I still don't understand the throwing it. I understand the buying new underwear. Oh, throwing it out because the next town you're going to buy even more new underwear. Yeah, you just you just buy one more pack to last you if you don't. I mean, I try, like, socks and underwear are what I usually pack in abundance. But I have this new thing with socks where if I get holes in them, I throw them away. But I didn't do that for a really long time, and my bandmates would make fun of me. I've Yeah, I feel like socks are the most annoying because I, I get holes in mine. And then, or I, you know, you put up, like, just find, this sounds like a comedy routine, but uh, just find the pair that matches, and then one's got a big hole in it. And you're like, fuck. I throw <laughs> the one with the hole out. Now I got to hope, that, oh, my. Bought some nice gold toe socks though recently. Oh, nice. Those are easy to match up. That's true. I was gonna say I thought about just getting black socks for a while. That's all. Yeah. But you have to get the same ones because like I have like a weird OCD thing with my feet because I have really terrible feet, and they, I have to have my shoes tied equally tight or they'll drive me crazy all day long if one is tied tighter than the other. Yeah. 
Um, but also I can't wear, even if they look like they match, if they feel different, I can't wear those socks. I like to tighten my shoes. Like, like before I go out to eat, like I will go to the bathroom and pee and then I have to tighten my shoes. <laughs> and then it always seems like I was in the bathroom for like 20 minutes extra. Then they're like, oh, you're right, Tom. I just tie my shoes. Tie my damn shoes, man. Get off my getting back. Them, getting them right <laughs> so I can enjoy this dinner with you. Sharon, I, that might be a this – is, this is a little longer than I usually go. Oh, my goodness. But if that's good. That means we were just uh, we were just chatting away. Time just flew. So people can uh, – your new album, Are We There? It's a good album. I have it. <laughs> I was even thanked on it, but you can find that if you buy the vinyl. <laughs> you know, you you remix a few songs and you get thanked. Uh, that was a joke. I just <laughs> I didn't remix anything. Um, dot com. This Todd is the, this is the plug portion. Todd Barry. Oh no, we don't have to plug me. I'll plug it. Is it dot org? <laughs> no, I should have. I should get dot org. Just to be. Ooh, he's funny. He's got a dot org. <laughs> are, are you even? Maybe you have to be like a nonprofit to. Get a dot .org. I'm sure someone will let me know about that soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> but my foundation has a dot .org. Nice. I just, <laughs> the Todd Berry Foundation. The Todd Berry Foundation. I, uh, Find out more about it Todd Just give us money. Org. Trust me, we uh, it goes to a good place. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Sharon. This was good. Thank you, Todd. It's always nice to see you. I will. Uh, I'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.